0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel Adams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you
1: this morning? Still well, struggling. <laughs> I, st- still,
0: Still struggling, but I figured it out. Oh, yeah? somebody has control of the weather
1: that's it that's and it. the canadians yeah. don't like us yeah and they're
0: sending this smoke down here but i haven't seen it yet yeah. so
1: i think it's putin i think he's <laughs> putin yeah <laughs> it
0: used to always be those soviets you yeah. know they're going to change the weather pattern but they lost the... the war so i don't know how they did that <clears throat> excuse me but uh, the u.s um, i want to talk first about the u.s warning ukraine not to attack north stream <clears throat> so the arguments up who did it yeah who who caused it and, uh, you know, w- w- we sort of made it, uh, at least I did, and I think you sort of went along with it, made the assumption that uh, Seymour Hirsch was on the right track. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. inclusion with the Ukrainians uh, because of the technology required, the Ukrainians just couldn't do that. Yeah. So the question is, is, why? This article came from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So why would the Wall Street Journal and others all of a sudden say, well, we're not sure. If, if Hirsch, Hirsch can't be allowed to have the final word. And others have claimed, uh, you know, who really did it, and blaming blaming the Russians and dist- different things, but uh, here they uh, are, are saying that uh, that the, uh, the that the Americans advised them once they knew about it, and in the Netherlands, you know, they're loyal uh, yeah. <laughs> loyal to the cause of NATO, so they said they warn the United States, watch out, you know, the the Ukrainians are going to you know blow up this uh, uh, this pipeline yeah. uh and uh but the question the question that we want to deal with today is who's telling the truth because that's always seems to be one of the major efforts that we have to do. who's t- who's telling the truth and uh for, for some reason i'm sticking with uh until proven otherwise i'm sticking with Hirsch. yeah <laughs> and uh this whole idea <coughs> that uh the Ukrainians are, were warned not to do this. Well, does that mean we're not allies anymore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're working on it. So it's it's a it's a typical example of uh, of a war that's fought for no good reason other than the conspiracy of expanding, you know, NATO and a few other things. But they they've done this and. and it, it may it, we end up with a lot of things that don't make much sense but it's perpetual war you know in a start oh a couple months this will be over we've heard that before in a couple months a couple years a couple decades yeah. before they know it so they're on and going it looks to me like when you hear stories like this this and and we have other information here this does not look like this war is winding down to the satisfactory of the insiders the uh, world globalists yeah
1: And this is another example where you have Wall Street Journal, you have Washington Post. They're always the favorites of the spook leakers, you know, the people, uh, the spooks in there who want to leak a story. Hey, don't, you know, don't say where this came from, but, you know, here's what happened. And I think that's what we're seeing here. We saw some earlier reports, I think in the Washington Post, suggesting that the U.S. knew Ukraine was going to do it or did it. But let's put this first one up because this is the article we're talking about. And uh, U.S. warned Ukraine not to attack Nord Stream. I don't know if we have that clip, but um, there we go. U.S. warned Ukraine not to attack Nord Stream. CIA pressed Kiev weeks before the explosion sabotaged the natural gas pipeline, bringing Russian gas to Europe. And if we can go to the next one, this is from the article. CIA warned Ukrainian government not to attack the pipelines last summer uh, after it obtained detailed information about a Ukrainian plot to discover a main energy connection between Russia and Europe officials familiar with the exchange said now this means it's an anonymous source so we have to take that with a grain of salt apparently it happened in june the cia called up kiev and said hey we heard you guys are going to blow up the pipeline don't do it bad idea and then ukraine a couple months later did it anyway um, now this contradicts as you suggest dr paul the seymour Hirsch article um, which <coughs> uh, has been mostly ignored by the mainstream media which is that the u.s government attacked the pipeline itself the u.s military assets attacked the pipeline itself um there were a lot of people saying that russian attacked its own pipeline that even i think that's even a little bit too far to the west but again it raises more questions and answers uh if this is the kind of ally you have now uh,
0: the cia looks like they're getting a little protection here Because when the Netherlands came to the CIA to tell them what what was going on, the CIA uh, took the warning seriously. And these officials said it had questions about whether Ukraine had the capacity to carry out such a complicated matter. So the CIA stopped, uh, you know, know, acting (laughs) with a brain, (laughs) a a, a breakthrough of of a little bit of consideration there. So anyway, they went along with the whole thing, too. And uh, now it's who are going to be the best liars, who's going to control the media. And uh, in order to uh, satisfy the people who want. want to uh, continue this war. But I think it raises the other question, and we may talk about this a little bit more later, is uh, maybe there's a break in the supporters for the war. Uh, maybe there's a few people are questioning, it. certainly in Washington there are, you know, uh, a few Democrats are saying, and there's a popular opinion now that, uh, you know, that it makes sense to the American population. Why are we spending all this money over there and why are we doing this uh, when the American people are suffering? So th- th- this, uh, this is probably what they're, they're trying to do. Who blame what and how can we continue it? and the people who are making the money, how are they going to protect their interests?
1: Well, in an oversimplified way, but for the sake of argument, uh, Article 5 of the NATO treaty says essentially that an outside attack or an attack on one NATO member state <laughs> is an attack on NATO as such and is to be defended as such. The question I have with this article is how does it help the US, the UK, the pro-war position to have this as the answer? No, 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 we didn't do it. It was Ukraine that did it. Because if you think about it, the US warns Ukraine, don't attack a NATO country. Ukraine says, we're gonna do it anyway. So they attack a NATO country. The response of the US to Ukraine attacking NATO essentially as such, is here's some more weapons, want some money, here's some more money, and by the way, we'd love to have you in NATO. So you're gonna welcome into NATO a country that has already attacked NATO. It absolutely makes no sense if this is the case. So if this Wall Street Journal article is true, then the US is absolutely insane uh, to want this kind of country in NATO. If it's not true, however, and Hirsch is right, it's not any better for the U.S. because it means the U.S. attacked NATO. The U.S. attacked yeah. NATO. So it might have been designed
0: to diminish some of the guilt that we have so far uh, for pr- promoting the war. Uh, and that, again, is an indication of, you know, the discrepancy of who's funding this for for what reason. Because really, we, we have the money, send the money. We have the technology, we have the control of NATO, we motivated the coup uh, that took over Ukraine, and we uh, generally would assume that we have control of policy, but this is saying Oh, maybe you don't have control of the policy. Yeah. It just becomes more insane. But uh, but the diehards, it is to me, it's more heartbreaking because there are some people you expect them to be uh, n- not too swift with uh, with policy. But sometimes when you see. Conservative, Constitutionalist, uh, pro—you know—Republicans who come out and, and they're some of the worst ones that promote this, and uh, they still—they still pretend they're the greatest defenders, you know, of the Constitution. And these war efforts—it's all done for one thing: our national security. It's uh, unfortunate, but I think you and I frequently see. What they're doing doesn't help uh, help our national security, endangers our national security. So the big argument is how to pr- prove how uh, Vietnam helped on national security or Korean wars and all these things. It doesn't help our security. It doesn't help our personal liberty here at home. And it yeah. doesn't help our financial situation.
1: Well, the other thing about this is skeptics in Congress, and we can name a few of them. And Some of them are Republicans and there are even some progressives. They're starting to be skeptical about this. They have every right to demand answers from the administration. Hang on a minute. This is a country that attacked NATO, you're saying, on one hand, and on the other hand, you're giving them more weapons and more money? I mean, we need to know what's going on here. And I know a few senators that might want answers to that, and hopefully that will come out based on this story. And let's just close this out with this next clip, because this is kind of a reiteration of what you said. Dutch military officials told the CIA Ukrainian sabotage team was looking to rent a yacht on the Baltic coastline, and use a team of divers to plant explosives. This is the part where I think it really is it beggars the imagination that you just basically go out and rent a yacht, get a couple divers, go down and blow up these. Uh, you know, this is not uh, this is not ducting. You know, these are serious concrete pipelines um, the, deep in the water.
0: That should discredit them.
1: Yeah. It's weird. <coughs> totally and completely. But,
0: but it doesn't happen it, onward because there's still a lot of propaganda out there uh, looking for the people to believe what they tell them. Fortunately, yeah. though, there's a crack
1: <laughs> in the seam and we have
0: to work on expanding
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we move on to number two, uh, today's uh, show is sponsored by TACRIGHT and they're here with their mini chainsaw at a 50 percent discount for our viewers. This new mini chainsaw is so small, it's mind blowing. You can see it here in the picture. It makes tree trimming easier and two times faster. It's the easiest chainsaw that can even be operated with one hand. You don't have to deal with bulky chainsaws to get the job done. Thousands of Americans have bought this mini chainsaw at full retail price. But our viewers of the Rumpelay Report (coughs) today will get 50% off from TacRite. So grab that mini chainsaw today for 50% off and free shipping. That's TacRite ron.com i will put a link in the description to snatch up that mini chainsaw and start trimming away now dr paul back to our second related topic uh if we can put that up biden is not upset about things getting blown up and (laughs) (laughs) he's actually rushing and here's from politico biden rushes replacement armored vehicles to ukraine after battlefield losses, yeah, and one of the
0: one of the one of the, the things they want to do is is, is rescue American equipment. Yeah. <laughs> we're losing it, and of course. We keep sending it to them, and we don't want to replace it. But I keep thinking they they talked about rescuing these tanks like they were rescuing some prisoners of war.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: um, it's uh, once again, uh, you know, more money, more weapons, and moving along. And they said, and the latest package in the military is uh, the, this is the 40th since the start of the war. 40th. <laughs> Forty- 40th. Is that right? 40th. <laughs> that's what the that's what it
1: says. 40th I'm, package, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> includes 15 Bradley vehicles and a Solomon AP. Okay, we keep sending the weapons, but uh, they're you know I imagine their maintenance is not all that hot either.
1: I do okay, So uh.
0: if if uh, the Russians don't uh, do damage, I think that the, the, this equipment does. But, uh, you know, if the goal is to keep something persist, some people say it looks like they just some people just don't even want anywhere. They won't even talk two minutes with somebody. How could this war end? And they, they see this is just an advantage. So that's why they they help us make the case that uh, dollars in the military-industrial complex have a lot to do with the motivation of, a, of this abuse to the American taxpayer the American people the innocent people who die yeah. it just happens that right now fortunately American citizens aren't dying unless it's a consequence of our stupid economy yeah. here because we send all of our and weapons overseas and don't worry about our borders here so this is uh, the, the the whole policy doesn't make any sense because this is an individual thing. A lot of people deal with this, even who lean our way, they all remain always like an interventionist. Mm-hmm. But if the argument is, are we intervening enough for the right people? And we did a little bit of that here. Maybe the wrong people are doing it. But see, it's so much easier if uh, one develops and accepts the principle of non-intervention, which the Constitution requires, and that uh, it's a matter of are we non-intervention, and if we are intervening, does that make us guilty? And too often, uh, or very often, they make it pretty easy for us to, you know, to show that we're very much involved. This whole mess in Ukraine it's not too difficult to have an indictment. Yeah. you know, when when you think of, uh, of of the coups that go on and and. Uh, uh, the the weapon we have, the the, the NATO efforts to, uh, you know, start a conflict with the r- Russians. So it, it's it's not easy to put that together I don't think that's imaginary either.
1: And the other thing about this, Dr. Paul, said, so they're rushing to replace the tanks, the uh, armored fighting uh, personnel carriers that have been blown up, that have been destroyed. Well this essentially is an admission that their narrative has collapsed because we've been told for the past year that Ukraine is winning and Ukraine will win if we just send them weapons, more weapons, instead of uh, guns, we need to send them Bradleys, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we sent them the Bradleys, they got blown up, and we see it now Biden is rushing to send more Bradleys. So obviously they're not winning. It's not usually a function of winning that you get your stuff all blown up. Uh, so it really underscores how the narrative has collapsed and is altering, and if we could put up in that next clip, <coughs> Uh, This explains that This is from Politico. The Biden administration is rushing, now why rushing, rushing more armored vehicles to Ukraine as the country's forces suffer some early losses in the early (laughs) thrust of this counteroffensive. And those rushes are $325 million (coughs) drawdown of U.S. military stocks. As you point out, as Americans continue to suffer, we continue to shovel money over there to Ukraine. So I have a clip that I wanted to play because this is, I think, part of um, the, the, the evidence that the narrative is collapsing. Now here's Donald Blinken, our Secretary of State, yesterday saying something very, very different than we're used to hearing about Ukraine. If we can uh, cue that up and play that clip, listen to Blinken. Uh, Ukraine's success in the, the counteroffensive would do two things. It would strengthen its position at any negotiating table that emerges. and it may have the effect as well of uh, actually um, causing Putin to finally focus on negotiating an end to the war that he started. I think while Blinken, he's, he always looked like he has indigestion or I don't know, <laughs> constipation or something. But what was missing from that little clip? He didn't say we've got to send them more weapons so they can win. He said, we got to send them more weapon, weapons so when they go to the negotiating table, they'll be in a better position. Well, that's 180 degrees from what they said all along. It's an admission that they're not going to win, so why on earth are you prolonging this fight? That sort of promotes
0: that idea I suggested about why uh, the Wall Street Journal might be taking a different position yeah. because they're not as enthusiastic about it and they're, well, they're working their way out of it. But something will happen. Yeah. You know, there'll be some disaster. Uh, there, there will be uh, a blown up or something where people will, and the American people will change their mind yeah, overnight. Because yeah. if you don't go along with it, <clears throat> you're not patriotic. You're not for the troop. That old argument.
1: And it's not just the U.S. Now this is next clip is from antiwar.com. The Germans also have seen some leopards. Now they were going to win the war for Ukraine. And that is obviously not the case right now. If we can put up that next clip. The U.S. is rushing, trying to get more stuff. For the. Well, Germany has basically just admitted defeat it says Germany says it can't replace all the leopard tanks provided to Ukraine it doesn't have any leopards left doesn't have enough leopards left and as you point out earlier Dr. Paul uh, apparently and this is the Russian Ministry of Defense so we'll take that into consideration but they claim that they have captured uh, a running working leopard tank and a Bradley fighting vehicle if that's the case Um, They're certainly going to send some scientists out there. They're going to look at where the vulnerabilities are, uh, where they should hit it better, all sorts of things. They may even park it in front of the German embassy in Moscow. Um, But whatever the case, it looks like these are being captured on the battlefield and being destroyed on the battlefield, and they can't be replaced.
0: You know, they've had trouble just giving them airplanes and training the pilots and all. But in this case, uh, the assumption was that they could train them how to drive a train, drive a tank. But the Army has supplied over 100 Bradleys to Ukraine and has trained Ukrainians to use both type of vehicles. So uh, they're covering their bases. They're doing doing a good job in managing this war. But I suspect they didn't uh, really learn how to handle those tanks.
1: Yeah. I mean, this poor Ukrainian. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This poor Ukrainian military. Can you imagine going to war? With not just one type of tank, it's a hodgepodge of different things. You got a couple of these, a couple of those. How do you coordinate? How do you make? I mean, this is—I'm not a military expert, but these kinds of things seem like they're rather complicated. People do study battle. I mean, how can you do all these things with this hodgepodge, makeshift army? Why wouldn't people be suspicious? Because
0: there's the stories out that the Ukrainians were getting tanks donated—that were the Russian tanks, Russian airplanes in yeah. there to fight Russia. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: It's crazy. a little crazy. Well, when it's all Ukraine-y, I guess, today because so much is happening on this front. And the next one is also, I would say, an escalation on both sides. If we could put that next one up. This is from Zero Hedge. Now, Lukashenko is the uh, head of, uh, of Belarus. Lukashenko's latest nuclear bluster comes the same day that the U.S. signals depleted uranium has been approved for Kiev. Now, the nuclear bluster is the Um, the the basing of tactical nuclear weapons on Belarusian territory. And Lukashenko said, God forbid, I have to make a decision to use those weapons today, but there would be no hesitation if we face aggression. So there's a threat from Lukashenko. If you come at us, we got nukes. And then at the same time, Dr. Paul, the U.S., following the lead of the U.K., has said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and send some depleted uranium over there. You know, I
0: don't understand well enough as I should about the depleted uranium. But I know the politics of this, that this yeah. is, you know, I know they're dangerous and they linger and it is a political issue, but it it just doesn't seem like the most appropriate thing. Even if it were a serious, serious war, would we still be arguing about depleted uranium yeah. that's been around since World War II, I yeah. guess? Yeah, but it's lasting and it's a big issue, but it's being used to escalate. Yeah. And and do they do those kind of things for escalation? Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, that's not going to... That's not going to re- really uh, uh, solve solve the problem of this perpetual war. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But but, but the, the, for for uh, Lukashenko to come back and be more aggressive, that should be understandable. Yeah. You know, and it's it's again just uh, stirring up more trouble.
1: <laughs> well, this is the birthplace of Chernobyl. You know, the greatest nuclear disaster. So obviously, I think there's going to be some some hesitation about bringing in this depleted uranium. Now, a lot of people say, hey, it's fine, there's no problem with it. I don't know, I mean, I've seen a lot of reports, statistics about birth defects in places like Serbia, where the US used depleted uranium, and Iraq, where the US used it. So, um, you know, there are plenty of conflicting reports. I mean, here's an interesting response from the, I think, uh, if you can go forward, just skip that next one, we've already talked about it, and just go on to, uh, to the tweet. There we go. Now, this is Maria Zakharova. She's a spokesperson, I think, for the Foreign Ministry. And I think she does make a good point, I have to admit. The United States apparently believes that the supply of depleted uranium shells to Kiev will not affect them because they're on the other continent, she said. But at the same time, they forget that Ukrainian food and grain in general will be contaminated. This will affect food security. So yes, it's going to be in Ukraine, but all of these grains are exported. So you could be, you know, putting it t- together really an environmental catastrophe.
0: It's time <laughs> to come home.
1: <laughs> yeah, where's Greta? She should be out there yelling at you. It's these time people. to save some money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll have to see that. Um, I think we're about ready to close. Did you have? Oh yeah, you had. You wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to, this. to this mention this because because uh, maybe.
0: It's, Maybe this is
1: good news. I think it is. Well,
0: yeah. at least uh, it's at least revealing something that hasn't been in the news. And this has to do with uh, Shift. Yeah. Uh, remember that guy? We Adam do. Shift. Yeah. And the Republicans now, not a super control of the House, but... A, lot, a little control with the only obstacle, real obstacle they have, is a group of Republican yeah. uh, conservatives who 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 want to stick to their promises. But anyway, that's one thing. But the Republican-led House is expected to consider a measure as early as Wednesday that would censor, well, that's serious, yeah. Rep, uh, Representative Adam Shift, Democratic California, for pressing allegations that former President Donald Trump 2016 colluded with Russia. Yeah. Does that mean they're calling Shift a liar? Yeah.
1: Shifty Shift is what Trump called him. Huh? Oh, he's just shifting. <laughs> yeah. huh? But but anyway, you know,
0: we, we, we had to listen to so much. It went years. It didn't go a month or two or a yeah. war or two. It started really in 2016 oh, yeah. making up stuff, you know. And, his, and they had, uh, you know, control of the administration, and they were using the judicial system. They, eventually, they essentially have destroyed, uh, maybe forever, uh the image of the of the uh uh of the FBI yeah. because uh and, and some of that needs reevaluation anyway but but it's still it's still uh, you know something that people have to consider because there was a time when people did rely and they were more reliable and they actually were not they didn't belong to a political party yeah. but now you know that uh, what Trump already said if I again this is what I'm going to do yeah. it, it does so this is what they did to the Republican so it's it's out of control and and you know as a uh, as Kids a lot of times parents would say, "I don't I don't want to know who started this fight. Just stop fighting, you know." But maybe who starts the fight should be known.
1: Yeah, that's true. Who
0: started the recent fight uh, for the last uh, decade in Ukraine? uh, That would help a lot of people understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. Well, the most egregious thing that um, that shifted is that he said, "Hey, I'm the chair of the intelligence committee." I know stuff that you guys don't know, and believe you me, that Trump, he was sure colluding with with Russia, and it was all a lie, we know. So I mean, I think censure is the least, I think there's a fine, isn't there a fine in there as well? Yeah, I was, wondering, I
0: was wondering if you thought that was uh, overkill, do you think they should be able to fine them <laughs> if,
1: for lying,
0: or, or, or should they go to prison? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be the thing
1: to do. Send them off to Joe. Well, before we close out, I'm going to remind our viewers of our sponsor (coughs) for this month, and that is 4Patriots.com. Down here in the south, we're looking at hurricane season. When hurricane season comes, you start thinking about your generator and whether you have one or not. Well, the good people at 4Patriots.com have a new generation of generators that are portable, safe, silent, and fume-free. The Patriot Power Generator, it's a solar generator doesn't use gas, doesn't leave fumes, and it's quiet as a laptop. The best thing is you can pick it up and take it where you go. Throw it in your RV. You can power up your fridge, medical device, or your phones. And the best thing is you can get 10% off your purchase of this Patriot power generator or anything on 4patriots.com if you use the code RON. So use the code RON to get 10% off your purchase, first purchase of anything in the FourPatriots.com store, I will add a link at the end of the show to the description, where you can go grab your generator and move it around with you. And I'm going to finish on one other note, Dr. Paul. If we can put up that last clip to remind all the young people out there, uh, upper division undergrads and grads, to apply for the Ron Paul Scholar Seminar. It's going to come up on September 1st, the day before. And here's a big announcement: Save the date. September 2nd is our big Washington DC conference. So if you're planning what to do that last Labor Day weekend, kind of the last weekend of the summer, come out and join us in DC. I'll be releasing information soon. But again, if you go to the Ron Paul Institute website, ronpaulinstitute.org, in the meantime, you can apply to be a Ron Paul scholar here. Our scholars are listening to a lecture from our favorite Capitol Hills Congressman, Thomas Massey, a couple of years ago. It's a great one-day seminar, and there are scholarships available to young people. Uh, So, Dr. Paul, tossing it back to you. Very good, and I want to thank all
0: our viewers for tuning in today. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow I will have a little bit better voice. I hope the message always remains steady and to the point because that, of course, is what our main goal is all about, is to have an institute that is dedicated to promoting peace and prosperity. Very noble goals, but very confusing if you read ordinary media and try to sort out why we're at war and why it doesn't change and why we had lockdown during uh, you know, maybe uh, a flu epidemic. So there's a lot that uh, is available to us uh, to present. And the main goal I think we have as so many other people are begging for, and that is to just know the plain truth of things. And sometimes uh, there's no way for to have a final decider on what the truth is and how you can reach it and this sort of thing. But the important thing is to seek truth in an honest way. And in that manner, You should be able to provide a lot of benefits to a lot of people because you want evidence in order to defend one's position. And that should be true whether we're talking about interpersonal relationships, whether we're talking about economic activities, or especially if we're talking about world events and how we get along with other countries. Because so far, uh, I think uh, we don't get a very high grade for the conditions that we're facing today and what the future is in store for so many people in this country who will have to pay for all this? Because the answer is not complex. It comes from our traditions. It comes from our constitution. It comes from trying to challenge those people who said truth is not available to us. We can't worry about that. Why waste our time? You people who think there's a truth out there and there's a natural law of nonviolence, you're just kidding yourself. Well, that's their excuse to become a dictator. And that's what we challenge. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.